Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit healnourishgrowpodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Katie Lacey is a born and bred Texan who recently moved from the city to the country with her husband and three sons. She has been a hairstylist and salon owner for over 18 years and recently retired from hair and is now in college. She is studying business administration at Southern New Hampshire University. Her husband is a world record holding power lifter and that is how she was introduced to keto 10 years ago. At that time, they would dabble around with it for a few months at a time, but in January of 2020, they fully committed to the lifestyle and they love it so much. While keeping her husband and herself in ketosis, she also keeps her kids on a very high fat, sugar-free diet. Talk about the change in their children. The youngest one is autistic and keeping up with a high fat diet really helps them tremendously. She helps others on their journey towards keto and weight loss and created a program called the Keto Shakedown, which helps transition family and friends into a keto lifestyle. All of her clients have had success and she just loves sharing her knowledge and helping others. Hi, so I just wanted to fill you in on something before I play the interview with Katie, and that is that I have a book coming out soon. It's something that I have been wanting to do for a while and finally have gotten the courage to do. Uh, It's going to cover a lot of things about eating low carb and fasting because you know those are two of my passions, but the biggest reason for the book is that it includes a fat loss protocol that I've been testing and it's utilizing some of the most what I would consider to be advanced tools uh, in my toolbox, stuff that I have been practicing and working on for years, but I put it together in a particular um, particular order of things for you to do for 21 days that should maximize fat loss and help you break through stalls. It does require that you eat uh, keto for a few weeks ahead of that program because it does include fasting. And of course, if you've heard me talk about this before, fasting is so much easier when you eat low carb because your blood sugars even and your body has been trained to easily access fat. And so that is a big part of it. You're, you need to train your body to be able to access fat first before you move into this protocol. And it's also good to teach your body to access fat first because most people have never eaten in a way that has allowed their body to do this. So once you train your body to be able to easily access fat, you then have metabolic flexibility and you can bounce back and forth between periods of you know, including more carbs in your diet and then periods of eating low carb to ensure that your body keeps these processes upregulated that allow you to easily access fat 
and to have more stable blood sugar. And ultimately, it all results in more food freedom because when you get rid of that hangry monster that's on your shoulder, and if you don't know what I mean by hangry, it's a combination of hunger and anger, right? And I used to be that person. I used to have periods where it was kind of a joke in my family. They're like, oh, well, Cheryl hasn't eaten for a little while. You know, we got to feed the monster. Um, But now that I've had so many years of eating keto, my body has stable blood sugar. I easily fast now for days at a time. Sometimes you know that I do that extended fast every month for autophagy, for health purposes, to combat disease, and to hopefully uh, keep all this cancer that is in my family out of my body. So that's uh, a big reason why I do a lot of these health practices. But the beauty of that is, is when your body knows how to access fat, when blood blood sugar is stable, it just gives you so much more freedom because you're no longer a slave to needing a snack or having a snack every, you know, couple of hours. You can go for periods where you forget to eat. I mean, it was so funny to me. I used to laugh when people would say they forgot to eat. Like, how did you forget to eat? Now, don't get me wrong. I still love to eat, love to cook. As you know, those are two of my big passions. Um, But it gives you a lot of freedom when you no longer have to do those things. It helps you have more control of your weight, helps you have more control of your moods, and it allows you to fast so that you can reap the health benefits that that provides. Again, those are some disease prevention and autophagy. And those are things that people that eat a standard American diet really don't experience ever. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) kind of a bit of a tangent there. Um, But the book will be out soon. I would love for you to look for it. I would love to hear your feedback and to see your reviews when it's finally out. Um, As you know, I am not a doctor. I don't have an advanced nutrition degree. I just do a ton of research and all of the things in this book. Of course, it will have some of the research uh, backing it because you know that I'm all about that. But it is really more about my experience and the way that I've used these tools to influence my life. And then just share that to you because, you know, all an expert in any field is, is that you know, you're, you're ahead of your friends or your peers in this one particular area, right? So I've been practicing this way of eating for over six years now, and I've tried a bunch of these things on myself. I mean, because I've tried it on myself, does it mean that it'll necessarily work on you? No, but there are some general principles that if you implement these things in your life, I can guarantee that you're going to experience some benefits. They might not be exactly the same things that have helped me, but they will certainly be things that will positively influence your life and allow you to make changes and, again, allow you to have more food freedom. So even if you don't want to do the fat loss uh, portion of the book, the part that really tells you about eating in a more whole foods, low carb way, and then, you know, practicing fasting. If those things are new to you, it should still be very useful. And if those things already are familiar to you, then you can just use the 21 day fat loss part of it. If that's a goal for you, if you want to work on changing your body composition, if you want to work on, you know, losing maybe some of the weight that you put on over the holidays, this could be a great tool for you. So um, hopefully that fills you in on what I've been up to, what I've been working on. I'm really excited to share this with you. 
And um, it's been a labor of love. And it's scary because I tell you all this stuff when you're a content creator and when you're somebody who's passionate about health and wellness. And it's all in an effort as, like I said, you know my background. You know I've had my personal health problems. You know my family has all of these um, serious health problems. So for me, it's if I can help even one person prevent, um, you know, whether it's having diabetes or you know, getting through a time where they're just not feeling themselves anymore because they've gained some weight and they've tried everything they can to get it off and they don't know what to do next. I mean, if I can help one person with any of those sorts of things, then I feel like I have done my job and I have served my purpose in life. But it is definitely scary putting this content out there, opening yourself up to criticism, having people question your you know, everything about it. Uh, It's just, it's scary. But I think that you never grow in life unless you push yourself. And, you know, (laughs) if you stayed in your comfort zone, nothing would ever change. And so putting out this content now in the form of a book, again, scary, but exciting at the same time. And I will be, like I said, thrilled. It will have all been worthwhile if I can help just one person. So, If you're one of my friends (laughs) in real life, and even if you're not, I always love it when people uh, reach out and share their lives with me and tell me about their struggles, tell me about uh, things that they've had success with, learning about all of that, hearing other people's stories really helps me get a new perspective on things and gives me ideas about what kind of content to put out that could be helpful and useful to people. So anyway, all that said, (laughs) again, being a content creator, it's a crazy thing and it's scary, but I do feel overall it's worthwhile and I love it when you let me know that I did actually help you or that something that one of my guests said helped you. And I've got some really great ones coming up over the next uh, couple months. I recorded three episodes today and I am just feeling very grateful and thankful and very inspired by the guests that I talked to today. I mean, some of the stories uh, that I heard in the last few hours have just really touched my heart and blown me away. So I can't wait for you to hear all of those as well. Um, Like I said, always happy to hear from you. So get in touch. Let me know if there are any topics that you want to hear more about and uh, be on the lookout for those episodes coming up in the next couple months. Like I said, I think a couple of them you are really going to enjoy and be inspired by. So without further delay, we will get into the interview with Katie. Welcome everyone that's watching today. I am here with Katie Lacey and we are going to chat about how she got started with keto and some of her good tips and tricks for maintaining this lifestyle. So welcome Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. And as you can see, um, one of Katie's things is she did hair and makeup for years. So she's always looking glowing and glamorous. (laughs) So maybe you could tell people a little bit um, about your background, not only with your, you know, your work life, but how you came to know about keto and kind of how that process of starting that lifestyle has been. Yeah. Um, well, I am from Texas and I have three young boys. Um, my husband uh, was a professional powerlifter for many, many years. And he, I always joke, but it's so true. Probably about 13 years ago, he's like, there's this thing called paleo. And I, I'm like, you started the paleo movement. Like, you know, <laughs> he just has always really kind of been into 
the high protein and the fats and all the things with that. Um, and once we started having children, it was like, okay, we want to lose some weight. We want to do it in a way that's not like necessarily counting all the calories all the time and all the things. Um, and then our third son was diagnosed with autism. And so about five years ago, we really started learning what sugar and carbs can do more for his mentality, but also for everyone's. And so um, that kind of started the beginning of really, really understanding and really pushing it 100% in our household with our boys now and, and with us. And so how old are your, are your boys now? My boys are 12, 8, and almost 5. And so you are really because of your youngest, it sounds like it was kind of the one that spurred it, but really now the whole family is relatively sugar-free or at least lower carb. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is sugar-free. Um, the kids, we allow vegetables and fruit more than we do for our keto, um, our keto journey, but the boys, yeah, they have no, I mean, they are not allowed. <laughs> so life intervenes, but we were chatting about the kids going lower carbs. So you said they're allowed fruits and vegetables. Hey. So yes, we just did a really big swift move when we committed to it. We were just full blown, like everything with any, anything that has sugar included or added, I'm sorry, is gone. And so that is literally everything, you know, especially when you're starting completely from nothing. I mean, everything I'm like, if it says it's got added sugar, I mean, done. If you've been around my content for a while, you know that one of my favorite things is making and eating gourmet food and pairing it with wine. You might think you can't enjoy wine though while trying to lose weight or stay in ketosis. And if you're drinking traditional wine, you might be right. So many wines are mass produced and full of sugar and other garbage additives that can wreak havoc on your health goals and just make you feel bad. Fortunately, I discovered Dry Farm Wines. I've been drinking their wine for years now, and I love this company. They individually test small batch wines produced by vintners that are committed to the practice of dry farm production. Some of my favorites have been the Blaufrancish variety from Austria and all of the wines from the Loire Valley in France. Dry farm wines are free from excess sulfites and mold that can cause adverse reactions and hangovers. With no added sugar, each wine is tested to be under one gram of sugar in the entire bottle. Yep, you just heard that right. There's less than one carb in the whole bottle of wine. They're also slightly lower alcohol, which means you can enjoy a delicious wine pairing at dinner any given night and not end up with a hangover. You can receive an extra bottle for just a penny with your first order by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash heal, nourish, grow. I'd love to hear what your favorite wine is after you try it and be sure to tag me on social with pictures of your wine and delicious dinners. Again, that bottle of wine for a penny is at dryfarmwines.com slash heal, nourish, grow. And so really we didn't give it a whole lot of like, okay, well, we feel bad, you know, I had a moment probably about two or three days into the kids keto and sugar-free journey where it's like, I feel very irresponsible. I'm like, what if they're hungry or what if, you know, they're not getting enough. And my husband's like, Katie, the way we've been feeding them is irresponsible, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, that just changed my whole view on it. And, um, so ever since then, it's just, it is very strict and it's, you know, as far as the kids go, it's very hard, uh, with school and things like that. I mean, everything is, you did good. Here's a, you know, candy, here's it. And so we've really instilled, um, 
make your choices. If, if you have a cookie at a birthday party for the school, have half the cookie. Or if it's a juice box and a cookie, pick one, you know. And so that's kind of just been how we've lived for the last couple of years. And we've noticed gigantic strides in our youngest son. Um, it, it is night and day when he has, you know, sugar in him versus not. So... And so for people that aren't as familiar with autism, can you maybe just speak a little bit about that and share what changes you've noticed in him since I'm assuming at some point he was, when he was younger, maybe you hadn't made this transition yet. So we'd had some sugar. Like what were the things that you noticed after that was out of his diet? He, he just used to be so out of control. Um, he was just, he would have very, very high highs and very low lows and I mean, it would be one of those things like we would joke, but it'd be like, if he could, he would be spinning on the ceiling fan. Like he was just uncontrollable. Um, we could never calm him down. We could never keep him happy. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. And we noticed within, I really want to say two days of taking the sugar out and replacing it with healthy fats. Um, it was crazy. Like it, it was just night and day. He went to where he would sit and he would count things and he, everything he really should have been doing at that age, um, he, he ended up thriving with. And when he was about, um, he was one and he had a massive cranial reconstruction surgery. And so we always went back to like, okay, so he had this massive surgery. Was this what caused autism or was he already, did he already, was he born with it? And, um, that's still a question we have some days where like, we, we kind of forget, okay, you have some special needs that are, you know, and so really we look at his diet before anything. Like when he has his bad days, you know, it's like, okay, so you probably did not get autism from the surgery, but, um, you know, it's, it is gigantically. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I have run across with ketones research, um, whether it's, you know, what your body produces or drinking them mm -hmm. and fats for the brain, for neurodegenerative, any kind of neurodegenerative disease. And so if you think that autism, it obviously has a, a brain function component, right? So your brain can have trouble metabolizing glucose. Um, mm -hmm. That's what happens in people with Alzheimer's. That's what happens in people with normally aging brains like mine. Eventually, you know, because of the way we've abused sugar for our life, your brain yes. doesn't use glucose as efficiency. But yes. the research shows that your brain can always use ketones. So I think that that's so amazing. And I love that you're telling, sharing this story about your son because I think people always kind of think of keto as a weight loss um, yes. thing. But, you know, really it started in children with epilepsy. That was the only way that they could control it. And in some kids now, doing it with diet controls it better than any medication yeah, they have. It, so It does. Like I said, we will look at, if we're having a day with him where we're like, what is going on? We look at what's been eaten. Oh, they had a Valentine's party at school and literally all they ate was sugar, you yeah. know, and carb, processed carbs. And, you know, I mean, it, it is night and day. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. We'd also love it if you could post a review on iTunes. It helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm so happy to hear that he's doing well. That's amazing. Thank you. And um, what about more like you and your husband's journey? So you said, um, obviously you've had some big life changes lately 
with moving and starting school and, and a, a lot of different things. Can you talk about like how you had said you had experimented with it when he was powerlifting and then when you finally got your kids onto it, then you were more committed. Can you just kind of sit, sh tell everybody how that's changed over time for you and kind of when you got to the point where you realized this is really a lifestyle, not just a diet? Yeah, we have been fully committed for probably about two, close to two years, 18 months. And I think what changed from 5, 10, 12 years ago when we would kind of do it and you stop and besides the research that has come out and it's just like, oh my goodness. But now there's so, there's a substitution, a healthy substitution for anything except for popcorn. Like, come on, keto <laughs> people, let's figure out the popcorn. <laughs> I, don't, I never wanted popcorn until I was keto and, uh, you know, doing keto and I was like, oh my goodness, that's like the only thing I cannot, you know, um, <laughs> But, you know, now, I mean, I help a, a lot of people through, you know, starting keto and stuff. And I'm like, there's a substitution. There's no reason. There's not a reason to have sugar or cheat or, you know, if there's a reason, it's because you're not prepared or you get too hungry and you can't think straight or you're, you know, there's just no good excuse for why, you know, so really just the research and uh, the food now is just, it's so awesome that there's so many things that are just allowed, you know, and that has made, we don't do a lot of like, we don't do a lot of low carb tortillas or keto treats and things like that. You know, for us, we save those for days that are stressful. So at least we're not jumping off the deep end with burgers and fries. Okay. Oh darn. I had a low carb tortilla. Well, if that's the worst thing you're going to do, doing pretty darn good and we don't like to incorporate those like as a daily thing but we save those for you know times that are like chaotic or or times that you're wanting to you know to cheat but really I mean I heard someone that say the other day about keto it's like if you cheat you're like cheating on yourself you're not even doing anything you know and so I want to fight for myself and you know we work hard and honestly once you stop or once for me, once you cheat, and I think that was it throughout the years, once you cheat, you just can't. Someone said the other day, it's like pushing a bus uphill. It is literally like, I don't know what, you, it's so hard to get back on track and, you know, so. Well, that's, that's good that you know that about yourself. And a lot of people, it takes them a little while to get to that idea. And I also think that there's this, you got to know yourself, right? For me personally, mm -hmm. Once every couple months, if we go, we, there's a French restaurant for, this is a great example in town. And now I've been doing this low carb for five years, keto for four. And I don't do this very often because I don't want the inflammatory gluten in my diet. I don't want wheat and all of that. But we go to this French restaurant where they have this most amazing French bread. It is like a thousand percent worth it. Not like crappy bread. You know, this is like yeah, fantastic bread. Slathered in butter. And I'll have like two, you know, little, maybe two inch pieces and like just savor it and love it and it's delicious but i don't i don't really have like and this is just me personally but i would like to encourage people i think this is a good thing like if you want the one thing that's driving you nuts i say have it unless you know if you're severely diabetic or something and you don't right. that's different i'm not diabetic so anyway i have these two pieces of bread i thoroughly enjoy it i, I get home and i test my ketones i'm still in ketosis it's not yes. like <laughs> it's yes. not like you're killing yourself knocking yourself out but if you do something like have a whole cheat day and you know about yourself that this is likely to send you off the deep end and you won't be able to get back on. Well, that's, that's a great reason to not do that. Yeah. If you know that about yourself. Yes. And you know, some yeah. people can't do that. 
you can't. I mean, you, some people can do it and it's really cool that you can. And some people, it just, you know, um, puts them completely on a slippery slope. And then, you know, it is really hard to get the motivation back. And, you know, last year we went, gosh, I want to say 13 months without anything, without any cheating or any indulgences or anything. Um, and you know, this, I was talked about it on Instagram the other day, this last weekend where, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of movement and a lot of changes. And I was just like, I don't want to resent keto. And I kind of would like the last couple of weeks, I was like, I'm so mad. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to, I want to eat what I want to eat. I don't, you know how you get a lot of no's in your life. And there's a lot of things. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so we had two meals that were not keto but man, you know what? After being in keto for so long, it really was kind of like the, okay, you don't, this is not a restrictive diet. You know, this is something that's lifestyle. And if, if this mentally, if I was, if I'm going through a mental thing and if this is the little thing that it took for me to be like, Oh, I love keto. Duh. Like, what are you thinking? Katie? <laughs> I was still in ketosis the whole time. Yeah. My ketones were, or my ketones were a little lower, but, um, you know, it, it's like, that's exactly what I needed. And, you know, pressing on, you know, it's just, it's really cool. No, that is awesome. And I think that's what makes it, you know, sustainable for people if you're doing this long term. And so I think it's important for people to hear these sort of different perspectives. Like, Hey, some people might be able to go and eat carbs all day, one day, and then hop right back in. They're totally fine. Makes them feel good. Gets over that mental block. You're talking about other people if they're fighting um, neurodegenerative diseases or a lot of inflammation in their body, or if you still have a whole bunch of weight to lose, or if you're new in the keto diet, yes. I definitely recommend when people yes. start, like stick with it for several yeah. months, yeah. pretty strict mm -hmm. before you start doing these other things. Yeah. yeah. There's really, I mean, there has to be a really good reason to, you know, and there's just not, I mean, you know, so I 100% agree with you. I think, I mean, it's the easiest way of eating I've ever done. I was vegetarian for seven years. That was way harder. <laughs> yeah. What is your new next? That's awesome though. Well, and that's the deal. I mean, I think before this last weekend or whenever it was, I was like, do not cheat. Do not cheat. It is not worth it. Don't ever do it. And it was really, it was really cool to learn that kind of about myself, but now to be able to relate to other people. And it's like, I'm not going to judge you as harshly now because <laughs> like I saw, Oh, sometimes it's not about, you know, you really have to keep your brain healthy. And if you have a time frame, or if you have a plan, that was the biggest thing. It's like, we are not exceeding this amount of time. We are not exceeding. We're not going to have a huge giant chocolate cake. Okay. You know, you want to have a yes. And that was kind of where we were. Um, and it's like, control that at least, at least make it something that you're not completely mentally messing up all the work you've done inside your body and you have healed your body from the inside. And once you, once you cheat or cheat for too long, I mean, you just start scratching it all back open, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that is, you know, and that's a great tip that you had there for, um, for people for making it sustainable is if you are going to go off plan for a little bit, put a time limit on it, make it pretty serious, write it down, tell other people if you're, you know, if your spouse is on board with you in the lifestyle, that's really helpful. But if they're not, you can still do that too. I mean, it was a long time before my husband really got on board with low carb that I was doing it. And, um, you know, you can do it by yourself a little more challenging just, but you have to just like put those parameters around 
like you said, if I'm going to do this, I'm doing this for one meal. And then tomorrow morning I'm back to keto, back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, as far as my husband goes, I didn't realize how lucky or blessed I was to have somebody that's doing it a hundred percent with me, you know? And really, like I said, once we made the whole family, you know, just turn into it, like you don't have a choice. I buy the groceries, you know? And I remember at one point, a couple of years ago, my son going, if you don't want me to eat it, why do you keep buying it? I'm like, I don't really know why I keep buying it. You ask me for it. And then I say, no, you know, like what is the, so once everybody's on the same track and you know, now my, my, um, eight year old, he will read every label, you know, and he'll be like, Oh my gosh, you know, whoever had a Coke with 52, you know, grams of added sugar. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. He's like, you know, so it's really cool to get the kids reading the labels and, you know, really learning that. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's also interesting to hear I think the way that you approached it is probably the best way because um my husband has not done that with our children yet they're and they're teenagers so it's probably a little challenging at this point um but just by nature of being around us and hearing about our choices and seeing how we're concerned about the amount of sugar in things even though they're not eating strictly low carbon even though they still eat a lot of garbage that I wish that they wouldn't eat they are at least the, the seed has been planted. Hearing it. Yes, exactly. And I think that's important when we're just living our life, you know, around other people. You know, I want everybody to feel as healthy and feel as amazing as I do. Not everybody's yeah. there in their brain yet, but it's amazing over time how many people's ways have shifted just by kind of knowing what we're doing and the information that I put out there. So I think that that's awesome that you're being that example for your kids as well. Well, I always think, you know, my 12 year old, um, I think it's good for them to see, like, I'm struggling right now, or I want to to eat something or I want to use food. Food was never like a comfort for me. It's, it's always been a social thing, you know? Um, and so I think it's really good for our children to see, like, we are having, um, self-control and discipline when it's not easy. And I think that that goes far beyond just food in teaching our children, you know, it's like, Hey, this is not easy right now. My son will be like, just have a cheat day. I'm like, no, because you know, like if I can be disciplined in this, I can be disciplined in every, everything essentially. I mean, um, so I think it's just really good for them to have that seed planted, seeing mom do it, even if it's hard and moving past the, the hardness of it sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. And would you say because you move, because you're starting, I think, did you just start your program this year for school? Yes. So during COVID, so, so we've had COVID, you've moved, you've had this thing. <laughs> tell yes. me about how, and you're talking about this a little bit, I think already, but tell me a little bit about how stress has impacted or has, has that made it more challenging for you to stay on it? Or have you noticed shifts in like the way you're feeling mentally because of all this extra stress right now? Um, you know, when we first moved, we moved, um, from Dallas to a little teeny tiny, you know, Texas, central Texas, uh, town and the stress was real and it was very different. I mean, I've always lived in the hustle and bustle and, um, lived near everything and everyone. I was very involved in our community and the stress, I never knew what anxiety really was. I was like, Oh yeah, I've had anxiety. And then it was like, Oh, when you start having the physical effects of anxiety and I started questioning myself, maybe I'm having anxiety, maybe my, you know, because of keto, I, that was one of the biggest things. Maybe I shouldn't do like weight watchers and just eat, you know, and I started 
it was this huge, like tumbling thing of, you know, just anxiety and stress and just, but I had to kind of go back to the place where it was like, wait a second, I know what I know, you know, <laughs> and what I know is that keto keeps my brain healthy and the stress is so much higher when I was not, you know, doing keto. And I mean, it, it's almost like you need more control to navigate the stress rather than to just indulge or, you know, so there's a lot, I think there's a lot of benefits and, you know, how, just how it moved me forward and through it. Sometimes the only way through it is to get through it, you know? And so it was just, it was nice to have one thing that I wasn't changing. You know, we have all this change, all the stress, this is staying the same, you know, no, that's, that's really a great point. And it would be interesting, like if you would, what your experience would have been, if you would not have been eating keto, if you would have been having a lot of sugar in your diet and stress on top of that, what would that do? Well, we, it was so funny because when we moved, it was the hardest move I've ever had to do. And my husband and I, the whole time were like, we're like Superman and Superwoman. Like, thank God we are doing this and we have done this with our bodies because there was no way we could have lived through it because, you know, and just, we kept going, man, we're really good. Like, thank God, thank God we have this. Thank God we could like do this because, you know, this is the only way this could have happened. And do you think that's what, like, when you say that, is it because you had more energy or you just felt like when you're doing all this busy move stuff, like you didn't have to worry about eating every couple hours? Yeah. What, how, yes. The energy, the, the strength behind it, you know, my husband, um, like I said, he, he was an incredible power lifter. He has a world record. He's like, he's the strongest guy you've ever seen. He's amazing. And, you know, through children and moving and weight gaining, this is pre, pre uh, this move. Um, it was just crazy to see his strength kind of come back. He's always been strong, but then like, like when I'm watching him walk across the yard, you know, with the washing machine on his back and I'm like, holy cow, like you're un, you know, but just, it was nice to not be hungry and to be sharp and not to be short with each other or with our kids, you know, in the move, it was just very controlled. Um, like you had control of your emotions and control of your own strength, you know, and that was really, really just, we just kept going, this is so cool. This is so, we would just never be able to do this. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And so you've had it affect, you know, obviously your children's health, brain health, your brain health strength. I mean, this is why we do it, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. It is, it is the best thing ever. So just to finish up with something that's a little, um, a different topic since you know, part of my, the Heal, Nourish, Grow brand is all about helping people live their best lives. I think, you know, part of that, especially for us as women is how we look and how we feel about how we look. And, um, I mentioned that you did hair and makeup for years and years, and I'm totally obsessed with your eyelashes. <laughs> so can you just maybe share with everyone out there, a couple of your favorite beauty tips, like around hair and makeup, just to finish oh, out on a very positive note. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I have learned since in the last couple of years, the importance of moisturizer and, you know, finding a good moisturizer, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I think that with makeup, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, discourage it or don't hide your beauty. And, you know, I think people for makeup, like I use it, I'm an artist, you know, I do a lot of, a lot of things that are artistry and, it's like, I used to tell people like, oh, you wear too much makeup or do you just not think you're pretty? I'm like, you like to read books, right? <laughs> you 
okay, you have a library, right? Okay, well, I have a library of lipstick. This is my book reading. This is what I do that makes me feel good. And I like making other people feel good. And, you know, um, that's really it. It's just, you know, do what makes you feel good and invest in the moisturizer. You know? <laughs> and what's your favorite mascara? Oh, my favorite. You know what? I'm L'Oreal all the way. I have spent $50 on mascara and I have spent $1 on mascara. And L'Oreal is the bomb. I mean, they have every single, um, mascara they have is just like, you know, it's just really the best. Like, I mean, I will spend some money on concealer and I think that, you know, for me, foundation concealer, and that's probably the most, the two most important things. Uh, you know, I will spend money on that, but man, give me that L'Oreal. I had a, a girlfriend write me yesterday and she's like, Hey, you know, I'm selling Mary Kay mascara. You know, um, do you want to buy some? I was like, well, I said, I really love my $6 L'Oreal. You know, she's like, oh, okay, well, this is $18. I said, well, it's not about the money. It's more about, you know, just, it's a, it's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for the tips with both keto and beauty stuff. And Katie, it has been such a pleasure finally getting to feel like I, I've known you now on Instagram for a little while, feeling like I know you a little better after this conversation. <laughs> so much. I appreciate it. Good to have you. You too. Thank you. This has been the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at healnourishgrowpodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at healnourishgrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at healnourishgrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.